Brisbane. Welcome to Mary May's Bar and Kitchen at the beautiful Brisbane Powerhouse on another fine Brisbane Tuesday evening. It's autumnal. It is. It's cooler. It's a beautiful time of year. Here it in feels the, like winter's on its way. Here in the River City. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just, oh, I'm just shilling for <laughs> Brisbane tonight. I'm very glad that this is a Brisbane-based podcast, you know, yes. represent. Uh, and with me, as always, to discuss all things Game of Thrones, it's Stuart Late. Hello, everyone. Hello, Natalie. Oh, yeah, I'm Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> you were Natalie Bohensky. I am Natalie Bohensky. Yes. Sorry, I forgot that important <laughs> bit. No, don't applaud. Don't applaud my mistakes. Uh, <laughs> Stu, what... Uh, I mean... We have now two episodes of Game of Thrones left. We're at the pointy end. We sure are. And, and no, you go. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? Well, yeah, sorry. Isn't that incredible though that we only have two episodes left? I yeah, this has been eight years of my life, yes. and it's all coming <laughs> rapidly to it's a close. It's all coming crashing down. It's all just over. like a dragon into the sea. Two weeks till irrelevancy. <laughs> oh, too soon. Oh. Too soon, apparently. Oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> we do have an audience member here tonight, uh, Matthew, I think, who hasn't seen the episode. And so this is going to be a bit spoilerific. This if is, you yeah, are yeah. listening, yes. Probably if, just a blanket spoiler alert on if this. If you are listening, Maddie. blanket spoiler alert yeah. for episode four of season eight, The Last of the Starks, mm. uh, which included a dead dragon. It sure did. Uh, uh, as a major plot point. A major plot point. <laughs> it had a Titanic moment and went sinking to the bottom of the narrow sea. But... Should we do our one-minute challenge? Yes, we will. Yes, before we get and that will it. give us an idea of what things we can talk. Because this episode was long and it had a lot in it. It did. Yeah, yeah. And more I feel than last week's battle. And I actually, fa- I understand Stu, and you'll be able to give me some guidance. But mm. I understand the internet is not entirely happy with this episode. There's definitely been a mixed reaction to this episode okay. online. So. Because last week was all tense. It was all battle. Sure. But you know what you're going to get in a battle. You're going to get highs and lows and deaths and escapes. And, and as we talked about, they kind of surprised us a little bit in, in the sort did. of things that they were doing. They, they mixed did. it up, which but was good. But this was back to classic Game of Thrones. Very much. I thought it was, yeah, very much like like a classic Game of Thrones episode. Putting chess the pieces. The good and the bad of that as, as well. So The good I and the bad. The good oh, and the bad. So, you know, well, it wasn't that much nudity, though. <laughs> Fair bit of sex, though. Hey, hey. Um, we'll get to Brienne later. But, um, yes, let's do our challenge. And I think you went first last week, so that, yes, that means go I go time. first this week. Okay, so we give ourselves one minute on the clock and we have to write down everything we can remember about the episode in one minute. And I've started with Mad Queen. Yes. Uh, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark. Clearly some stuff's going on with Danny that she needs sorted. My Danny secret supervillain theory it's is really coming to pass. It's panning out, Stu. Well done on that. Uh, Miss Anday, goodbye. Very yes, sad to very lose sad. Miss Anday. But what a fiery end. We'll talk about mm. that. Uh, Tyrion and Cersei there at the end with their little, another little sort of mind game war. Yeah, a little, little battle of wills. Yeah, and uh, I've written Cersei's awesome dress. <laughs> Well, she changed it up because she was she was rocking the all black Darth Cersei yeah. look for a while, yeah. And now she's kind of gone like the, the new Star Wars film. She's dressed all in red, yeah, plush so. red velvet. <laughs> I swear to God, if I could get that dress made for me, I'd just wear it all the time. <laughs> Even though a high neckline is not particularly flattering on the larger bus line, yeah. but I'll do it. Just just down the shops. Yeah, just down yeah. the shops. <laughs> Hi there, I'd like to buy some milk. No, this is my daytime yes, wear. Yes, yes, this is day wear. Uh, Cersei telling Euron that she's preggers, and yes. that bit of intrigue, particularly mm-hmm. with Tyrion later on. I've got here Rhaegar! No! Uh, and then to go back earlier into the episode, where my mind then flipped back to, was <laughs> Party at Winterfell! Yes, yep, was, yeah. yeah! Whoop, whoop! <laughs> um, Brienne and Jamie 
sexy times. Absolutely. <laughs> heartbroken. Whoa, look out. Heartbroken poor Tormund. Yes, poor Tormund. He I was, was feeling for my man Tormund. Yeah, well, we'll talk about we'll Tormund. We'll definitely I'm get sure. into that. Uh, John saying farewell to a lot of people, including Sam and Gilly, and Gilly being preggers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie leaving, and uh, he he's ghosting Brienne, kind of. And then Ghost is being ghosted himself. Ghost is ghosting as well. No yes. pats for Ghost. No pats for Ghost. No pats Criminal. for Ghost. We'll get into so it. what did you have? I had, very similar, um, in all caps, uh, <laughs> written, uh, Tormund's leaving, which I was very, um, I have mixed feelings about, and we'll talk about that. Uh, ghost is leaving. Sam slash Gilly leaving, question mark, I guess. Or staying. As well. Or they're staying. They're, they're sort of staying around. John's leaving. But leaving the show, I mean, yeah, anyway, oh yeah, again, true. we'll talk about that. But... Regal down. Regal down. Missandei down. Yeah, very much so. Very, very down. Arya and the Hound. Oh yes. Yes. Oh, I forgot about. Oh, I forgot about all that stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Sansa and Danny's war continues. That's what I forgot. War of Wits. Uh, Tyrion and Varys are oh back my... to having their awesome oh, conversations. I forgot that. How could I forget that? And then finally, I finished off with Danny is pissed. She's very pissed. Yes. And not in the happy Tormund way. No, absolutely not. <laughs> How good was Tormund? How good was Tormund? Just I know we, we sort yeah, of yeah. start every episode now with Tormund. Watch. Just, just talk, it's Tormund talk. Tormund talk. Tormund. Talking Tormund. Yeah. But he at the celebrations, just swigging his horn of wine. Just, I mean, it's what I love. And just splashing yep. everyone. Great. Not a care in the world. Punching John in the shoulder. Sure. John's <laughs> like, oh God, thank you, but stop. And, uh, and just generally having a great time. Just amazing. I love it. I love that. That's the part of the character that I, that I love the most is when he just gets full carousing. It's, yeah. it's amazing. He, I love it. And he, um, and, and uh, Davos is saying, yes, you saw, he said, I saw him ride a dragon. Yes, we know <laughs> well, you saw we that. we all saw. I did. I did though. Yes, you did. I did. <laughs> and this is the thing though, like that's, that's so very specifically that one drunk guy at a party. <laughs> it's so specific. I love it. It's so good. And all the wildlings are there with him, just kind of knees <laughs> up, say. like. Ah. But they're going to leave, as you said. They're all going to leave and go back to the north. Well, exactly. Yeah, he's the taking real them, taking them back north. To the real north. This is the south for them. But what I loved at that party, and I, I, we might talk about it a bit later. But the uh, inside, where all the no, all the highborn people and everything, and, and also Tormund, uh, <laughs> are, are talking and, and drinking and stuff. You know, there's a party atmosphere. Everyone's going, you know, pretty pretty crazy because they're they're happy that they survived the. The apocalyptic battle. That's right. Then we step outside and shit's kicking off. Like it's it's nuts outside at Winterfell. Like people are. Oh, when people Gendry are, yeah, was walking around. Well, yeah, outside, when Gendry's yeah. sort of walking around, people are going insane, which I loved. I loved that, yes. like, just outside of the fairly sort of subdued party with all the kings and queens and everything, outside everyone's just getting written off. It's amazing. Well, you know, when you survive <laughs> that kind of battle. All you can do is just drink for your country. That's it, exactly. <laughs> Woo! It's like, imagine football hooliganism yes. just ramped right up to 11. They, they've, just had, they've just won the grand final, basically. Yeah, the grand final of life. <laughs> yes. And they have no care for the future That's now. That's it, they're flipping like, cards. I'm going to poison myself with alcohol yes. tonight because I survived death. <laughs> and I'll be fine with that. Um, but it started very sombre, of course, because they had to burn all the bodies and we saw Daenerys yes. weeping over Jorah and Sansa weeping over Theon. There was a lovely moment where she gave him, a, or she pinned a, a Stark A Stark brooch, uh, brooch to him, yeah, uh, which on was him, good. Which was lovely, like you die a Stark. But then there was kind of that sort of separate camps. Uh, Sansa kind of over here, Dan- Danny over here, uh, that way actually. Everyone sort of had their own little uh, <coughs> dead pile to Squad. take care of. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 
<laughs> and they all had to get a torch and go, oh, the table in front of us has just been delivered of an incredible platter of that chicken nice. and what looks like eggplant, salad. Uh, it's pretty appetising <laughs> and I may lose focus on the podcast. <laughs> yes, that's right. Just going to say... Are you angling for like a bite or like what are you... Um, <laughs> look, like the hound, I also enjoy chicken. That's it. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> Oh, very oh nice. you've double ordered. There's a double order happening. Wow. So there might actually be some extra. You might not be too late to cancel. I don't know. I mean, that's... that's fine. It's fine? Okay. It's going to be okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give it a shot. Um, so, so they have this very sombre moment and John delivers a speech. What did you think of John's speech? Because... Well, it was surprising. I thought, you know, um, it's not a side of him that we've seen a lot. Like, he's done sort of inspirational speeches before, but this wasn't like rousing the troops for battle. This was... Very statesmanlike, yes, almost, which I'm sure is very deliberate. Churchillian moment. Yes, exactly. His you know? voice deepened. Yes, it did. Yeah, people people I, sort of commented on it. Oh, like, really? Because I that, it, that's yeah. just what I noticed. He was like, "We have to keep their memory alive." We will. They were the best of us. We yes. will fight them on the beaches. That's right. They guarded uh, the realms of uh, men against the Nazis, <laughs> the ice Nazis. <laughs> Uh, and so then they, they had their big party and what were the key, I think Danny, for me it was Danny's isolation in that yes, moment. Yes, that, that was so well done where everyone's celebrating and everyone's sort of split off into their own little groups and Danny just sort of looks around. She's been having conversations with people and then all of a sudden she sort of looks around and realises in this hall full of people she's totally alone. Yes, because Jorah's gone. Jorah's gone. All and of it. Grey and, and, and Worm is somewhere with Grey Worm's off with Missandei. And even, um, you know, people like oh, Tyrion. Thank you to whomever, whomever just got me a Diet Coke. I salute <laughs> you. Thank you, ladies. Uh, uh, but even, I, even Can Tyrion. I just say, to explain why yes. this is significant, I was off Pepsi Max and Diet Coke for two months. You have fallen off the wagon I'm hard. I'm back on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how. <laughs> Pretty sure that's why my sleep patterns have been like extra stuffed up yeah, because I was starting to get used to not like sleeping without a huge amount of caffeine in my system. <laughs> and but now, now all of a sudden, it's coursing on. Yep, lots of caffeine and artificial sugar. Cheers to everyone. <laughs> but yeah, particularly even my like, liver. Even someone like Tyrion has sort of uh, you know left her and gone to sit with his sit brother with his brother who killed her father. That's right. Yeah, to play a drinking game. Exactly. So. She feels more alone than ever. And John and is sitting on the table. And this is the thing, because Danny's quite formal in mm. that environment. And she wants that sort of bit of distance or bit of respect. Whereas John just is like sitting on the table with his back yeah. to her, talking torment. Exactly. <laughs> quite it's, literally. She like looks up at him and he's just like, ah, oh, yeah, let's tell stories about how great I am again. I love you kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't kill the Night King, but that's okay. I still rode a dragon, I, I right? was also there. It was fine. Yeah, and when torment's going... He got on a dragon. Who gets on a dragon? <laughs> Who gets on a dragon? Danny's, Danny's like... Mm. Danny's just sitting there like, I let him ride one of my dragons. <laughs> and are you so warped in the head, Tormund, that do you don't remember that I saved your life <laughs> north of the wall and lost one of my other dragons That's while it. doing so? Exactly. You worthless piece of ginger hey, shit. Hey, hey, now listen, listen. <laughs> Let's not, not go too crazy That's here. not me. That's me as Danny. That's right, I'm role-playing. Right, I'm right. role-playing. It was about to kick off. Just I'm let's, let's just settle down no, no, on that. No, 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 I'm role playing. I'm just, <laughs> but you can appreciate that he's just. It's like one exactly, of those situations yeah. where you're going, oh, Stu, how good was it when you had a baby? Yeah, well done, your wife. Yeah, you were yeah, fine. But yeah, Stu, exactly. Stu I, you just did you know, so much work. Exactly. And what a champion you are. You're a dad now. How 
Hey, what an amazing effort to have a son in the world. Sorry, who was else was involved? Oh, bye then. But st- yeah. like, it's that level of exactly. Um, who did the actual work here? Mm. <laughs> but she, there's a shot of her like turning her face to the camera where she just looks really insane. She almost just sort of looks well, exactly. <laughs> and and they. It's just like a close-up on her face where she's like, mm-hmm. Yep, mm. yep. Big eyes and, like, swollen face. And, look, I did want to talk about this. This might be a good time to do it. Like, we have given uh, Amelia Clark a lot of crap on this podcast. Just to sort of say, you know, she... When we she's say not... we, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dragging you down with me, I now. would argue that it was you. No, I don't know. Well, it was both of us. I can go back and get look, the evidence. Look, you know... Was it was it me or was it both of us collectively? I mean, you know, we own this. We own this podcast. Oh, I see. That's right. Okay. <laughs> you <know>? All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but you know, okay. Well, I have given. <laughs> a no, we both. Play. I'm yeah. just teasing. I, but you know, we, we've talked about how she's not. She hasn't been the strongest actress in the past, um, and that the two leads who sort of emerged from the show, which was John and Danny, are probably played by the two you know mediocreist actors on the show. There's some acting powerhouses. When we say mediocre, Stu, we mean. Good. I mean, I'm talking relative. I'm talking <laughs> in relative terms. They're, they're both good, good actors, on but the they're way surrounded up. by you know people like Peter Dinklage or Lena Headey or you know uh, people who are just amazing, and you know they were always just sort of like yeah, and also they're there, like they're they're doing <laughs> their job, you know. But can I just say, like this episode in particular, this whole season in general, but this episode in particular. Amelia Clark is swinging for the fences. Mm. Like, so much stuff is going on without any dialogue. Mm. It's just all, you know, yeah. gritted teeth and whining and narrowed eyes. and Yeah, just the know, looks of just, daggers. And, 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 like, it could be over the top, and it's not. It's the, the vision of a, a, a woman who sees everything that she's worked for her whole life slowly just slipping away from her. Yeah. There's and an unravelling process yeah, sort of happening. Yeah, exactly. And it's fascinating to watch her play that. It's just incredible. It's really, really good and well done. Yeah. And, yeah, so throughout, this, throughout the, the episode, we see more and more, and it builds. Like, in that first scene, you're right, we see that first sort of little, oh, but they're my dragons, though. Mm. And then as it goes on and on and on until the very last scene where she's like, nup, done with this. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Flame on, Flame people. on, exactly. Prepare to die. <laughs> um, she's, uh, well, we'll get to what we think might happen next week, I guess, later on. But uh, she goes to John. Well, uh, let's let, well let's talk. She goes to John uh, later in the evening and says, "Hey, are you drunk?" And he's like, "No, I'm fine." <laughs> I did, I did trip, like that. trip, trip, well, trip. May, maybe a little. Yeah, may, maybe a little drunk. Uh, and they then proceed to get smooshy face. Mm. Which now, I now, didn't appreciate. I was thinking of you in this moment. I was like, well, I, <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine Natalie is probably not reacting too well. Can I just say, though, it show, a lot of people like to say John is dumb, including me. I have no, been known to say this before. He, he makes some dumb decisions. Mm. Uh, but I think we can all appreciate that he had his head screwed on right. Yeah. So even though he was drunk and a little horny, <laughs> he still realised, wait, wait, you're my auntie, probably shouldn't do this. I do like that. So that just points for John on that one. I do like that in that scene, that goes unspoken. But then later, finally, a character on screen in the form of Varys actually says, she's his aunt. <laughs> you know? Do, <laughs> do people in the North Do people in the North regularly? Get on board? Yeah. <laughs> but th- I think they do cousin marriage, though, because years ago, um, Lysa Aaron told Sansa that she would marry Robin Aaron and yes, they're cousins. Yes, probably, yeah. So maybe cousins is different to nephew and... I guess. Aunt? Sure. 
Why not? Um, <laughs> At least the show finally did acknowledge the, the giant elephant in the room, which mm. was the fact that they're closely related. That's where the elephant in the room was. <laughs> That's where the elephant in the room exactly, was. Exactly, yes. Not with Cersei's not with Golden Cersei, Company. Yeah, it's, it's up <laughs> Just, the north. Mm. Another reason she's so angry. Yeah. Um, so, Danny says to John, we can live together. Because he's all like grabbing her face and being like, no, babe, no, we're, I'll be, you're my queen. Like, it's going to be fine. Sansa will understand. She's nice. And Danny's like, she's not. She's not. She's not, though. And that's, for me, the big thing of this episode was Sansa. Yes. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She's. Oh, got some Sansa fans in tonight. She's playing. She really time. is. Yeah, yeah. And she's now I'm starting to get. Because I still think she has a moral core. Yes, uh, exactly. Of, as in a, like a noble moral core of wanting to not hurt people mm. and wanting the best for her people and for the country, I guess, in general, but mainly the North. I don't think she's an evil villain like Danny could be an evil villain, but yeah. she's definitely showing that she's willing to. Well, she's a she's undermined. She breaks an oath. Well, exactly, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. She she breaks a promise she pretty much immediately. Oath. Like yeah. she runs from the Godswood to the to the ramparts and tells Tyrion the first chance she gets. Yeah. Uh, she does think about it for a little bit. Mm. Did she think about it for a long a though, or was it? I think it was mostly like a quick little. I think it was a serious thing for her to break that oath because Tyrion, you can hear him going, "Are you all right?" He's actually asking, like, she obviously looks physically troubled. Mm. I think... (laughs) (laughs) You look physically troubled, my lady. (laughs) Is it that time of the month? (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm just saying they're very concerned with menstrual cycles in Westeros. Oh, someone, Steph has her hand up. Steph, are you calling in? She's calling in. She's calling in. We have a caller. Go ahead, caller. John. That's very true. John broke his promise to Danny first. Did he promise her? He yeah. promised her that he wouldn't tell anyone. He swore to her. Oh when? no, he didn't. Well, yeah, we're getting. Uh, see, see, I, I, I took it that he had promised Danny that he wouldn't tell anyone. But maybe, but they did leave it hanging though, because he, he said, you know, <laughs> I, lo- I love you, and I, you know, I, I want to be, you know, I want you to be my he, queen. Yeah, and he said, sort I, of I said, don't want it, and he said, you're my queen. Nothing will change that. But Sansa and Arya are my family. Mm. I owe them the truth. I think we can live together. And then Danny was like, we can. I've just told you how. I've just told you how that will happen. Yeah. I don't, did he swear? I don't think that was a swear. Maybe he didn't. Yeah, that's, that's true. I feel like that was like Danny saying, we together if you keep your mouth shut. If you keep yeah. your mouth shut. Yeah, exactly. We can live together if you keep your mouth shut. Uh, but he didn't. Because John, when the, the thing is, that happened. So John telling Aya and Sansa happened in exactly the same way that he told Danny in the first place. Yes. Because they, 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 she came upon him in the crypts at the end of episode two. Yeah. And she's like, oh, look, yeah, Liana, what was the deal with that? Hey, so weird. And he's like, look, I better tell you now. I can't stop <laughs> it. Truth's got it out. Yep. And all of a sudden he had Aya and Sansa looking at him going, you're our brother, our brother, not our half-brother, not our bastard brother, our brother. What's going on? He's like, ugh. No, Bran let him make the choice. Bran said it's your choice. Bran was very hands-off. Bran was was like, it's your choice. Bran was totally noping out of that decision. Although having said that, like, you know, by saying that in front of Arya and Sansa, it kind of suggests there's something to tell. Exactly. It's like, I have to tell you something, but you have to swear. And, uh, oh, yeah. Look, he makes some bad decisions, John. But he, just, he can't... 
As we've famously pointed he out many times. famously he's... incapable of telling a lie. That's true. He's the George Washington, the George Washington of, of Westeros. Westeros. <laughs> wooden teeth. Yeah, wooden teeth. Chopping down yep. cherry trees. Mm-hmm. Leading guess, a war. Yeah. That's really all I've got. That's it. Um, oh, wow. I'm just getting a, a, a call. Oh, I missed it. From uh, Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast was just calling in. Obviously knew we were podcasting. <laughs> Dan from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast, by the way, is here tonight. He his sure first, is. His first uh, live podcast. Yeah, he's so we can overseas. talk about him and he's actually in the room. Yeah, yes. he's actually going to be able to <laughs> come back, clap back at us immediately as opposed to like four weeks later That's right. on a WhatsApp message, <laughs> which has normally been the case, uh, or an email because he's deleted Facebook. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> he's not saying anything and it's freaking me out. <laughs> and he knows it's freaking me out. That's why he's not saying anything. Yes. I'm going to have to cut all of this. All right. What are we talking about? Um, Yes, John. He makes some silly decisions. He can't tell a lie. No. He blurts everything out. He does. The the whole thing. I wish they had kept the camera on them. Again, they did that thing where they... cut away. Important information is about to be unleashed, but we cut away to something else. I wanted to see Sansa and Arya's reaction. I know, exactly. And I, I see, because this episode is so packed with stuff that I can see that they're like, well, we already know the information yes, that he's going to tell him. So Stylistically, film, yeah, exactly. but filmically. There's filmically. something there. Like, you want to see their reactions to that. And all, all we see later is Arya is like, okay, well, I'm leaving now. She's leaving. I'm done, peacing out. And then Sansa is obviously conflicted and then ha- immediately tells Tyrion. Yeah, we don't see his reaction. No. Well, we do, I guess, later on. We the do later on. Again, he says, again, it's... The, we... we, we Keep seeing the aftermaths of these conversations. Yeah. I'd like to see this conversation at least once. I just love to see Sansa going, so what What does that make you? Like, <laughs> just watching them piece it all together in their minds. Yeah, exactly. I get why they do it. It just frustrates me when I'm like, I want to see their faces. Well, there was so much to get through in this episode and mm. I'm sure that they were like, okay, we don't need to see that um, again. Let's just track back a little bit while we mention Arya mm. and uh, at the party... Yes. Gendry was made Lord Baratheon. He sure was, which oh, was great. A great Gendry Baratheon, Lord of Storm's End. It's highs and lows for Gendry yeah. at the party here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good night. It's a bad it's night. It's a bad night. It's good, bad night. Um, what I loved was how he was asking the Hound, oh, have you seen Arya? And the Hound is just like, oh, you people are all the same. You just, <laughs> you just survived a battle. There are dead people burning outside. But all you can think about is one thing. Um, <laughs> And so Gendry like gets up to go find Arya, and then Danny's like, "Hey, you, your family, You're that guy. your family revolted against me." And he's like, "I didn't know he was my dad." <laughs> um, and and he's like, "Well, you should be a Lord of Storm's End." Here you go, and yeah. everyone. And he's just panicking about. You're Renly Baratheon now, which uh, sorry, Ren- you're Gen- Gendry. Gendry Baratheon now. And uh, so immediately he runs to find Arya to go, "Hey, get marry I'm, me." And I'm a, I'm a lord now, so marry me and yeah. come have babies and, and live in Storm's End. Yes. And she says. It's not me. Yeah. Which has always line. been. And I am so angry at all those weird internet people who were saying, oh no, but she might want to have a Baratheon baby and be on the Iron Throne. I'm like, <laughs> that's not Arya's jam. That, that's still a th- an active theory online. Really? Yeah, that that he'll, she'll end up having a Baratheon baby. No. Yeah, I know. Pretty bad. Worst Pretty theory bad. ever. Yeah. Terrible like, theory. Like, there's like, there was ba- and there's been some bad theories. Because Arya, Arya wasn't even in the hall when they were celebrating. Like, Danny toasts her and everyone gives Arya this massive toast, but yeah, she's but too she's busy off firing off archery. arrows. And then she... Um, well, first the Hound has a conversation with Sansa where she he says, oh, it wouldn't have happened. All of this crap that happened to you wouldn't have happened if yes. you just come with me back in the Battle of the Blackwater. 
Which is a weird thing to say to someone. Yeah. <laughs> Victim blaming one on one. Sure. You had the chance to leave. Well, everything that happened to you since is kind of your fault. Um, <laughs> but Sansa, her answer here was so... It was very Sansa, but it was very intriguing because it was like, is she broken inside by everything that happened to her? Because I've always thought of her as being resilient and being and, and that building up her ability to navigate really difficult and traumatic circumstances. Mm. But that conversation just made me kind of go, oh, is she slightly broken as well? Because, of course, you would... Be, like. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, exactly. But but I definitely took from it that... Uh, my, my reading of it anyway was that it was just... She was saying, all that happened to me and that has shaped me into who I am. And it doesn't make it right, but that's where I am. And mm. I, choose, I chose to become stronger mm. through it and not get broken by it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There was just something about the way she was like, I would have been a little bird for life. As in that that was... There's nothing wrong with being an innocent, like with being naive, with being... A no, person, that's right, but I think she like was Like a definitely Sam Tarly or a Gilly, like people who are naive and sweet or a Hodor, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but mm. it, it's almost like she has disdain for the girl that she was, um, for letting her... Which is not... Mm. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I'm just, it, it just made me think, that's all, that she's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, di- I didn't take that from it. I, I, took it. I took it from it that she now has the skills to rule Winterfell and to rule the North, effectively. Mm. Um, and, you know, if she'd gone with the Hound, she might not be in that position. Which, yeah, for sure. You know, but she also wouldn't have been subjected to well, horrific no, exactly. abuse. And that's that's you know. <laughs> and maybe that's not a bad thing to have avoided no, that in your life that's story. Very true. So I, yes. I just it was her reflecting on, <laughs> on all of that. And and to me it was that it was that whole kind of Sansa putting on that armor that she wears now. Like she yes. physically wears mm. armor, but she also has this um, metal about her. Like she yes. really is is stone. And, and to the point where you know she could easily like like if you look at it. She and Danny could easily be allies, but she is mm. so distrustful of anyone outside of her circle that mm. she can't trust Danny. Mm. She just can't do it. And she says that outright, doesn't mm. it? She she says we don't just because she's helped us win the battle doesn't mean we don't trust doesn't her. Doesn't mean doesn't mean we trust her. Yeah, yeah. doesn't and mean we trust her. Uh, and it's it is sad because it's you know oh look women fighting against each other but also it's feminism because it's great to see these incredibly strong women with different ideas actively distrusting well each that's other. right I, I couldn't tell you how many women I know who I really don't trust <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a sexist thing that's just a personality thing, yeah exactly you know? but but I mean this this is all born out of the what is it eight years of character work that has mm. been done on the show as well mm. so I mean it's coming from a place of characterization where for sure. this for is sure. what this is who Danny is, this is who Sansa is. Of course they're butting heads because of the experiences they've gone through. Yes. They don't trust anyone. Yes. But see, they've shared so much more than they have different. But exactly. anyway, you know, that's just me. Just get them in a room, put <laughs> their heads together. I did love the fact that when they got him, there was there was that meeting that they had where they were discussing troop movements and where everyone was gonna go. Mm. And Sansa was like, Oh, we need to keep our troops here to rest. A lot of yes. them are wounded, a lot of them are sick. <laughs> Um, we need to rest before we march them all south. Danny's like, no chuck and sickies. And Danny's this like, ridiculous. uh-huh, uh-huh. So I just lost all my army <laughs> and my dragons are wounded and you want to rest up? Yeah. And then John kind of comes and goes... It does seem particularly no, it's delicate, okay. though. It's okay, Danny, we'll come with you. It's fine, it's fine. What is that accent? You're, you're going uh, Northern Irish there, I think. Northern Irish, <laughs> but it's like... I have hair and my hand. That's that's more Northern <laughs> Irish. I'd be like, I'm John that's, that's Snow. That's the space you were in. Is is it? Yeah, right, I think so, really yeah. right. Going back to the provisional IRA will have their ju- do justice. 
someone's going to, someone from the IRA is going to kill me now. <laughs> um, I'm half Irish, I just want to say, oh no, but that's the other half. I'm the southern half. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, not the no northern good. half. Um, <laughs> dee, diddly, dee, diddly, dee. Um, I don't know. Uh, need to learn more about my heritage. <laughs> Apparently one of my great-great-grandfathers or something did was in the Fenian Brotherhood, like one of the founders really? of the Fenian Brotherhood. Oh, wow. Back in the 1800s. So I'm just saying there's a little bit of a rebel spirit here yeah, in the it. old uh, Bohensky, which is a very Irish name, as you all know. <laughs> <laughs> my mum was a Devoy. Oh, Which I nice. thought was like a French name, but no, it's actually an Irish. Irish Celtic name that's oh, just cool. been anglicised. Uh, random tangent. Wait. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yes. So, um, yeah, so John says, you know, no, no, we, um, <laughs> we'll follow you, Danny. We'll follow. Like, he's really keeping the peace between. Totally, yeah. He, and he's working hard. Yeah. Because they do not want to agree Even on in the literally pa- anything. There's this great tracking shot at the party where you sort of pan across the head table and Sansa's looking off to w- in one direction, just having a quiet drink. John's in the middle. Danny's on the other side, looking off in the other direction, having a quiet drink. And then John kind of, like, sneaks a peek at Danny, like, hey. He's like, you, hey. you doing okay? And she just doesn't look at him at <laughs> yeah. all. And he's like, oh. And then... And, and then uh, we and both then hit on the same thing at once. We saw the coffee cup. The coffee cup. Which is all the internet can talk about. That's it. I, actually, I was going to put that at the top of my list and I completely forgot about I forgot it. Which it is about. Too. It's on screen for about half a second. Yeah. Like literally about half a second. I'm glad I forgot about it because <laughs> it shouldn't be that much. I have actually started my recap using the coffee cup as a metaphor. Yes. So look out for that. But um, <laughs> let's hope the metaphor stands up. But it was such it's a, a bit thing. Of a like, and I guess, you know, it's so anachronistic to see like just a coffee cup <laughs> sitting on the, on the table in Winterfell. But, you know, I guess, like, these things happen. It's a production thing. I know. Thing. Everyone was... Yeah. Everyone, it I is, it like is weird. It, having said that, it is weird, though, that... I mean, the amount... The, the, the number of sets of eyes that that shot has to go through... Yes. ...to make it to television, and no one saw it. And even if they saw it, like, they couldn't, like, paint it out, like, digitally or something? I like saw they, Adobe put up a tweet today that was just a... It just said, coffee cup? What coffee cup? And yeah, someone and at just, Adobe oh, has literally just painted it, just it went, out. It just gone, And it's yeah. a three-second clip of yeah. it there and then not there. That's how easy they can do these things. Yeah, so it still made it to air. I don't know. It's a fun little Easter egg, I guess. I know. It was, it was cute. And, of course, It all was the, weird, though, because of all the things that happened in this episode, including the, the, the ending of this episode... Everyone's talking about a coffee cup afterwards. It was just really weird to sort of get on social media and go, oh, okay. People really people like coffee. About. They do. They really like it, Stuart. <laughs> I don't, don't understand it myself, but, you know, you, you, do, you take your poisons. So, I mean, maybe that's where Bram was going. Last, last episode, he was off to get... He was doing a coffee run. <laughs> a mental coffee run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With, 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 with the, he was with the walking ravens. into a barista. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Why do I suddenly want to make three double-shot caramel macchiatos? <laughs> Uh, it's a long <laughs> delivery. Were they delivered by Raven as well? I like, guess so. like, yeah, like an Amazon been. drone? Yeah. Just like... <laughs> um, so, yes, the way that Sansa and Arya said to John after that meeting, like, uh, we need a word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they Which were was also great. happy to see each other when they reunited. Now it's like, John, we need a word yeah. about your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> She's come in here. <laughs> She's just... She you know, acts like she owns the place. She's redecorating. <laughs> yep. What's, what's with that, John? She's talking, she's talking back to me in my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't like the room we put her in. <laughs> it's like a Kardashian situation happening here. <laughs> just, ah. um, so, yes. All right. Um, 
So then, then we'll, uh, on that, so we got we got to it. Gendry has a good night and then a bad and night. And then a bad night. Um, Do you Gendry. think he's done? He's done now? Or? I think, well, this is the thing, because we, we had... I mean, maybe. does he, he doesn't go south with them, I don't think. No, we just don't see... But then one would assume that they'd put some guards together for him and take him down to Storm's take End. Take him down to Storm's what End. What I like, I like to imagine what's been happening at Storm's End since Renly died <laughs> and Stannis died. Because people still live at that castle. Like, yeah. there's retainers and servants. It's and like someone there. You know someone has been, like, at work when someone quits and then <laughs> yes. someone and then just no is an acting for manager while, yeah. for a while. <laughs> And then after about three years of being acting manager, waiting to be appointed the boss, they go, no, 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 don't worry. We're bringing someone else in from out of town. They're going to be great. You're going to love them. They're like, oh, we've been here manning this fortress. That's it. What's, where's our due care and attention? We've never been to Storm's End, have we? It would be... Um, no, not in the show, no. Not in the show? Yeah, the books go there a bunch, but not... Yeah, not it's, it's a last final frontier. Mm. Storm's End. <laughs> Travel, Storm's End. The weather's great. Um, <laughs> so, Gendry, could, could we did have a lot of farewells and goodbyes this episode. There was, including the very conspicuous one of Tormund, Ghost and Sam and Gilly all yes. in one shot, with the show very clearly going, and we're done. Yeah. Like, that well, was... They were all watching John leave. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, which was quite a touching Hate shot Hate to see you leave, ways. love to see you right away, John. But can we talk about the final, like, nail in the coffin of anything this show had to do with Ghost. <laughs> like, oh man, the way this show has dealt with Ghost is insane. Is insane. <laughs> like, the, I'm convinced that, like, we, we commented on previous episodes that it looks like they put him into battle scenes at the last minute because someone at some point has gone, hey, didn't John have a direwolf? Like, wasn't that a thing? <laughs> and so he's just in random shots just to be like, no, no, there he is. That's, that's and him. And he lost an ear. You lost an ear in the do fight you, as well. Do you want to hear my crazy theory? What? <laughs> this is in my recap. Yeah. Uh, and it's based on the fact that uh, my theme this week is about what's real. Like what... Because uh, obviously a lot of choices were made, but I talk about choices all the time as yes. a theme. This one I wanted to do something a bit different. So it's about what is real. Like John's birth story exists as a thing, but when does it become real? When does it become something that's going to, as Danny sure. says, get away from you? When does it become information? When John discovered it, when he told Danny, when he told Sansa and Arya, yep. when Sansa told like Tyrion and, and he told Varys, like when does it become real? So on that note, I have a crazy idea about Ghost. Yes. In that Ghost wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> that this whole season it's been a sixth sense situation. <laughs> Where John yes. could see Ghost, mm. but he never interacted with him. And if you look at a lot of the footage, nobody else does either. <laughs> so when he's Again, looking at Ghost... I, I, I chalk that up to just poor planning on the, on the, the <laughs> no, showrunner's no, no. part. Stay but with me, though. Okay, Stay okay. with yeah, me. No, no, well, let's go. Let's, let's go on a journey. Let's dig down into yeah, yeah, yeah. it because I think you'll find it checks out. Because if you sure. see when, uh, when he, looks, he looks at the direwolf, Tormund says, I'm going back up north with the free folk. And John the women down the here direwolf. don't like me. Yeah. John looks at Ghost and says, uh, oh, you got to go. Oh, sorry. Bye. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Our first walkout, Bye. ladies and gentlemen. First walkout. Okay. <laughs> oh, I hope I didn't upset them by talking about Ghost. <laughs> okay. They had somewhere to be. Sure Not at did. your shitty podcast. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. Um, but no, so Tormund, like, John looks at Ghost and says, would yep. you take him with you? He'll be happier up there. Tormund just looks back at John and goes, so would you. 
He doesn't actually acknowledge the dog at all. <laughs> so my theory is... Do you is think everyone's just been like humouring John when he talks about his John, giant dire wolf that follows him around? I think, yeah. I think that Ghost <laughs> actually died when Jon Snow came back to life. Right. And has been a figment of John's imagination ever since. Right. And whenever he took... Because apparently... I was Because we didn't see him at the Battle of the Bastards and apparently that was because John wanted to protect him because of what happened to Shaggy Dog. Sure. But I just read that on like the Wikipedia. Yeah, oh no, it's nothing not in the show in the will show. tell you that. No, 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 no. In the show it was just we don't have the budget. So my theory is, John's like, well, I'll get Ghost to stay behind because we don't want him to get sick and everyone goes, yes, John. Yes, Let's keep yep, good idea. Absolutely. Let's keep Ghost nice and safe. <laughs> and so the reason John doesn't go and pat him is because he can't mentally cope with the idea of jo- of Ghost dying. So he just sends him up to roam wild and free in the north with Torment. So and Torment's like, that's fine. We'll take good care of we'll your little imaginary care, friend. We'll take good care of your ghost dog. Ghost dog, yes. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's literally go, taking him to a, to a farm up north. Farm up north. Yep, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of my theory? Look, Ghost is dead. He's always been well. He's been dead for a couple of seasons. As we've said, it's far from the craziest Game of Thrones theory I've ever heard. <laughs> so sure, let's go with it. Ghost was a figment of your ima- of our imagination of this John's whole time. Imagination. Of John's imagination this yeah. whole time. He couldn't handle <laughs> there not being a. And the, you know what I like about that theory is that it it, it excuses the fact that John. Doesn't interact with Ghost at all. Doesn't on even his pat way. him goodbye. This is his dire wall. This yeah. is Ghost, right? And he's like... He saved him okay, a number bye. of times. Yeah, no interaction. He doesn't go up. And like, I know intellectually that the reason that it doesn't happen is because that shot would have cost money. Yes. Right? Like to actually have him interact with a, a, a okay. CGI dog. But what about this? What about John walks up and we see John's face in shot with a, a, a small sort of a soft toy kind of faded out and camera just like sort of soft focus at the front so the main focus is at the back and then there's just and then John reaches out and pats it yes uh, just like above bit of force perspective force perspective and then on the other side we see uh, you know a hand just kind of patting (laughs) what I'm saying is they could have done it on the cheap they could have had like uh, all Aussie adventures style. Yeah, yeah. Just a random <laughs> yeah. hand comes out. But Charlie pads. the Wonder Dog. Yep, Charlie the Wonder Dog. Yep, absolutely. They could have done that. I, I actually would have preferred to see that. That <laughs> yeah. would have been amazing. It's a, you're a good boy, ghost, and it's just Kit Harrington in a dog suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're from your own. He had to play double duty. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. He had to play ghost. <laughs> they could have done it for cheap. But it's then, so but weird. And the thing is, it's so noticeable. It is. It is. Like, like it's... It's a moment that should be there. He needs to have, you know, thanks for all, thanks for everything you've done, old yeah. friend. Shake. You've been there since the beginning. Like, yeah, yeah. have fun up north. Like, you know, you'll you'll be safer up there. I just can't believe they that just they don't couldn't do go to the show, like, couldn't go to HBO and like, say, look, can we have an extra ten grand to do this one shot? Well, there's a lot. There's a lot I have to say about that because, like, I'm, I'm you know, they should have two more episodes. Quite frankly, let alone yeah. let alone another shot of Ghost, like. You know, oh, oh, as in eight episodes. Like, there what? should be, like, eight or ten episodes to close out the biggest show in the world. Like, they really? can't find the money? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I thought it was a... <laughs> that's just me being... I thought it was a narrative sort of decision. Uh, well, that's what they've said. <laughs> Everything's it's... coming to an end, and if they... Because if they I think, if I think they the Battle of Winterfell many... cost, like, $100 million, and they were like, and that's all, the, that's all your money. Like... <laughs> oh, I see. They, that's what they blew it all on. I think so. All right, for the rest of the series, we're in a small room. Yes, everyone's in small everyone's rooms. Everyone's in a room. And to be fair, everyone is in small rooms <laughs> in existing sets. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that, that happens. But they did have the... Um, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about how Danny uh, flies Well, I do just want to say... Sorry, sorry. I, I do just want to say that 
having said all that about Ghost, the best possible resolution for him and Tormund is that now they go and have adventures up north. And are, that's, you, are you thinking that's what I'm the, thinking? Yep, absolutely. Spin-off series! <laughs> spin-off. That's the spin-off. Tormund and Ghost fighting crimes <laughs> in the cold up north. <laughs> Tormund and Ghost, they're so fine, drinking wine. I, I can't think of anything else to say. <laughs> I'll come up with a slogan. I'll come totally, up with a yeah, slogan. Yeah. But, you know, there's all this talk about, like, you know, they're, they're brainstorming all these spin-offs. There's your spin-off right there. Oh, man. Just it, it, could be like a, it could be like a procedural. <laughs> they have to... <laughs> dun, dun. Dun, dun. North of the wall. Yeah, exterior goes. <laughs> North of the wall. Criminals are represented by two equally, but opposite, <laughs> equally important. Uh, the Tormund Giants Bane, who <laughs> finds them, and the ghost, who chews their faces off. <laughs> dun, dun. What have we got here, ghost? <laughs> woof, woof. I see. There's a lot of one-sided conversations <laughs> in this uh, show, but, you know. Tormund boy reporter. Boy reporter. He's not a boy. He's a big man. Tintin oh, Tintin and Snowy. And Snowy. Yep. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Rastapopolis. Lots of, lots of smugglers up north, What are you doing here? Lots of smugglers. <laughs> lots of uh, illegal cigars and treasure I mean, hunts. they already had pirates, so... They pi- and they have smugglers. Davos was a smuggler. Davos sure, was a there smuggler. you go. Um, where are we up to? Let's talk about Danny going to Grace Greystone. No, <laughs> Grayskull. No, Grayskull, no. <laughs> which is essentially Dragonstone by another yes. name. <laughs> but um, she decides to fly her dragons back to Dragonstone, whereas John and Davos are going to take the army. They're marching down the, the army down. Road, yeah. And someone else is doing something else. Oh no, Tyrion. Yeah, Tyrion and Varys are with. They're sailing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but they're with Danny. So Yes, yeah, so she's flying. The, the fleet sailing, and the dragons are going to Dragonstone. And they're flying and she's happy for the first time in a while. She's in the air, she's on her dragons, everything's right with the world when she's flying. And then out of nowhere, boom! Boom! You're on. Ballistas. Now, apparently the internet is a bit upset with this whole thing. Do you know why? Well, is something to do with angles or travel shots? Or I guess just because, like, the random suddenly appearing fleet is the thing. Like, like Euron's whole deal is that all of a sudden ships will appear. And it's like, that's not how ships work. That's not how that happens. Like, they're, they're notoriously, like, there's not a lot of, like, cover on the open ocean. Yeah, uh, you, know, you and think, I think that they would have seen... The idea of the scene, I think, is that they sort of hid around a corner of the island and sort of came out when they were lying in wait. Yeah, like peekaboo. Like, yeah, exactly. hey, hello. We're here. And here's a crossbow bolt. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I think happened. But just the way that it was put together, it just looks like they're just sitting there and they just didn't see them. This giant, <laughs> this giant pirate fleet just what? waiting for them. Where did you guys come from? Yeah, but the upshot is that uh, Rhaegal is toast. He cops, cops one to the, the chest and the throat and down he goes. Somebody was saying that they think that maybe Rhaegal survived and they no, can pull him out. No, no, no. They very specifically shot him with a lot of arrows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they had and a he lot was of, bleeding yeah, from the mouth. That's right, yeah. Just spurting blood. Yeah. They, they, they made it pretty clear that he died. Yeah. Uh, that's a thing. So Danny's down to one dragon. Now, okay, on the Mad Queen theory, because she went on like a kamikaze dive. She did, and at the last second sort of pulled up. Pulled yeah. up, pulled out, and got away. How they didn't shoot Drogon then, she got him out of it. Yeah. Very convenient. Not the first time that Not that's happened. Not the first time, but he's obviously skilled at the whizzing and the magnificent men in their flying machines. Yeah. Going up, diddly up. Topical reference. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, she did, and she pulled herself back. So that gives me hope for Danny that she may not go full. But that was that was before what happened with Cersei. That is true. Point counterpoint, mm-hmm. or not point counterpoint. F- follow up point. Yes. Um, I love Tyrion just jumping off the ship. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm done. Bye. Off the ship because 
That's what saved him because Grey Worm told Missande. Meanwhile, how happy were Grey Worm and Missande? Yeah, exactly. They're like holding hands on the ship's bow like a couple of kids. And this is the thing. We called it a couple of episodes ago. We said one of them is going to die. And yeah, we and thought, thought it was, it was going to be... In, it was going to be Grey yeah. Worm in the battle. And obviously they've Played telegraphed that quite a bit yeah. and then they've sort of pulled back from it, obviously to make this, this episode a little bit more shocking. Mm. Um, but yeah, like... They could not be tempting fate more, like sitting there smiling, talking, yep. holding hands on the bow of the ship, and then boom. He tells her to get to a skiff. Yep. And that's what gets her in trouble. She I gets think so, captured. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whereas if she'd have just jumped off with Tyrion and Varys, like how did Varys survive that? He, was, <laughs> he wasn't even on the deck. And that cut, you just see him on a beach going... <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tyrion what, like, what I love Ooh. about that scene is it completely... Uh, Annihilates the theory that Varys is a secret merman. <laughs> <laughs> what was that theory? That's that's one of those theories. It's just a thing. Like he's just a merman. there is a segment of fandom who are convinced that Varys is a secret merman. <laughs> They're not joking. They they have references to the books they can call back to. It's a whole thing, and I just <laughs> love. I just like. I know, and I just love that. That's you know. I, I feel like that pretty so much is pretty he a definitively... Is he a merman like Daryl Hannah's in Splash? Like he just gets into water oh, and maybe, then the tail yeah. pops out? <laughs> That's possibly it. Topical movie reference yes. there. No, it's more of a more of a Lovecraftian situation where he's like secretly half fish man sort of thing. It's a weird <laughs> thing. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't matter because it's pretty, pretty definitively yeah, not true. That's right. I wonder if they did that on purpose. <laughs> but that, I mean, that was a thing where, oh, cut away from the battle and they have a... Sure. Somewhat unlikely. Well, all, the wash up was on the all the battle was last week. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It was yeah. cut away, and oh, look, we've all washed up on shore except for Miss Ande, who I thought at that point would have drowned, but then. That's right, yeah, and then she shows up. And, and this is the thing like, the time jumps. Oh, yeah. The time jumps. Yes. Like, just the, the sudden cut to what must be at least a week later. Yeah. Because they're, they're a Dragonstone and then suddenly they're a king. The oh, Dragonstone actually, no, is close I, to I king. I beg your yeah. pardon, yeah, it's quite close, but it's like a day or two later. It's got to be a while later. And yeah. then suddenly Missande is there. And, and they say quite cruelly but quite cleverly, like, so much for the breaker of chains. And she's back and in chains. And she's back in handcuffs. Ooh. Yes, so... Grey Worm's mad. Yeah, very mad. He's a mad guy. Who was, who was madder, do you think, when that happened at the end? Do you think Grey Worm or, or Danny was madder? That's a good question. What does the audience Call think? Call in. Okay. Danny? Danny? Danny was madder? Grey Worm was just yeah. devastated, yeah. Grey, Grey Worm had that personal response of, oh, my love of my life has just had her head chopped off and her body thrown off a tower. Mm. By um, an eight-foot-tall zombie. Yeah, which that, is... A, you know, it's relatable. It's going to hurt your feelings. Mm, absolutely. Um, and he turned away, if you notice, at the very end. He did, yes. Um, but let's, well, let's talk, about, let's talk about that whole then interaction as we get well, to Mad Danny. Yeah, absolutely. I loved that scene. That, that scene specifically I really loved because it was, it was tense. It was tense in a way that the show hasn't been for a long time. Mm. One, of the, one, of the one of the named characters is in serious danger. We're pretty sure they're not going to get out of it, but the show has been a bit lax with, you know, being, playing fair with, you know, with mm. who should really have died in a certain situations in the last couple of seasons. And you're like... Maybe something could happen. So, um, Missande could, you know, make it out of this. No, no, she doesn't. She's yeah. being held captive by an evil queen, and she has her head cut off. And that's that's how that goes. It's it's Ned Stark all over again. Mm. And it was, but it was just so tense. It was because you were like, oh, maybe something because could happen. I know what's going to happen. I'm dreading what's going to happen. Because they'd had that they had that meeting, um, and we'll we'll get back to Tyrion and Varys talking about Danny. 
uh, and her madness. Um, <laughs> they'd had that meeting and Varys had told her, you know, this is a mistake, don't go in and flame it and whatnot. And then eventually they got her to agree to parley, essentially, with yes. Cersei. And she agreed to say, well, yes, I want the people of King's Landing to know that I, I gave, gave her a Cersei chance. every chance yep. to give up and save their lives and they'll know why fire is raining down on them yes. if she doesn't. Um, how, though, it's a bit tricky I because like, Cersei like has conned the people of King's sure. Landing. Should I we see her like letting everyone into the Red Keep for safety? That definitely feels like an after-the-fact thing. Like, she, in after she has, like, burnt King's Landing to the ground, she'll be able to say to people, I did tell them that I was going to do this. Like, I gave them a chance to, yeah. you know... I could have backed off. They could have just opened the city. It would have been fine. But they chose to lock the gates and put everyone in the Red Keep, so I just had to burn everyone. <laughs> uh, I just know, had plausible to. Plausible deniability. Um, but she goes there and she doesn't have John and Davos and the rest of her troops yet. She just mm. has a very small... <laughs> yeah. I'm a tiny amount of unsullied. Extremely small. Is that... All the unsullied I that are left? I don't think it's all. No. I think the rest of them are marching. That, that's so just the ones that were with her and who, and who survived yeah. the, the ship attack. The complement who sailed with her. Um, and I, they, it, Drogon is not able to be close because there are the, so the many ballistas. ballistas Absolutely. Like they're on very, the side of the wall. very cleverly just loaded up on ballistas. Yeah. <laughs> just pointing at them. And so then she sends Tyrion forward and Kyburn comes out and so the hands of the queens yes. have a meeting. And there's a beautiful line just game of thrones writing at its finest yeah uh when Tyrion says i don't want to or you know we don't want to hear people dying the sound of children burning alive mm. and kyburn says <laughs> it's not a pleasant sound <laughs> <laughs> and the look on Tyrion's face is like yeah dude i don't want to hear it that's it that's and, and it's just my like point. kyburn kind of going yes no it isn't pleasant it's going to be quite grating on the ears actually <laughs> like you know he's been doing experiments all this time um but they're at a stalemate because they both demand the other the, the other's unconditional surrender and it's a what do you call it a, a, a immovable force and an unstop unstoppable force a movable object? object yeah like who can win that that um standoff well, this is the thing. Like, it used to be the person with dragons, but that's been effectively nullified now. So Really badly yeah. nullified. Because Drogon would die if he moved from sure. his little hidey spot up the back. But Tyrion then just kind of swings Kyburn aside and goes to talk to Cersei. And I thought he was in real danger here because... Actually it was one of the dumbest things I've seen him do, and he's done some pretty <laughs> dumb things. Like, he walks within bowshot of the walls. At the same time, he has to have enough confidence now that Cersei can never kill him. She's had so many opportunities to kill him. Oh, do you think he's banking on the fact that, like, deep down she's... She just family. can't bring she herself can't do to do it. it. That's why she sent Bronn to do it. Because That's she true. doesn't want to have her hands dirty, whereas if she knows if she gives the order to fire and they all kill Tyrion. Sure. That was her. That yeah. was her for sure. Whereas if she can get them dispatched by a cutthroat somewhere and they turn up dead, like, she well, ha that can have that deniability. But she stops and she does. She can't bring herself to kill Tyrion. I find that really fascinating about Cersei. It is she hates this guy. Yeah. She has tried to kill hates him multiple him. times. Yeah. And there's right there, take the shot. And but I mean, maybe she thinks that Danny will get mad and, and jump up immediately. But they've got to I was about to say, I don't think that's that's of concern to her. So so you you're right in that it's a very nice character moment where she just can't bring herself to give the order. Yeah. Um but and then he yeah. takes advantage of it. And I thought this was really interesting that he basically snookers her because yes. she has just told Euron when he, he turns up 
with his ships and we've, we've killed a dragon. Oh, it's great. And she says, yes, the lion will rule the land and the crack in the sea mm. and we'll have babies. And I'm like, that's a weird freaky mashup. <laughs> it's like an island of Dr. Moreau style genetic freak. Like, a, a lacken, a lion kraken, a lacken, a cryon. A, a cryon. A cryon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what was I saying? So she, um, yes. so Cersei has. And then she says, and our child will rule after us. Yes. And he's all like, yeah, I totally got you knocked up. Woo! <laughs> Go, my swimmers. Yes! And then Tyrion says, you're not a monster because you love your children. You've always loved your children. Yeah, and it's true. She has. Like, that, that, was, her, that was her one saving grace. And her cheekbones. And her cheekbones. And she goes to... Um, and, he, and Tyrion says, you, you're pregnant. You know, you can still survive. You can still... Your child can still survive. And that snookers her because how would Tyrion know if... She's only just told Euron because they've only just had sex and only just got... Yes, exactly. I, I'm know. pretty sure there's a shot of Euron kind of doing the whole, hang on, what does that mean? He's not very bright, but I mean, like, that's... Maybe he doesn't care either, but I care. do think that he would ask the question, he like, how did... He seemed pretty chuffed with the fact that, you know, he was going to have a royal baby. Who's, yeah, who's your enemy? How did he know yeah. that you were pregnant? But this comes back to my theory. Is Cersei even pregnant? She's not showing... Like, at all. Does she have a little bump? Does she have a bump know. or is it just I'd that dress? I mean, it's an awesome dress. I think she's made up to look like she's made up okay, to look like she's got a, That's the theory from the audience. Fair enough. The theory is that she is pregnant from I the don't audience. Know, I st I'm Jamie, still on the fence about it. Jamie I, said that she was. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I'm, again, this could be my, my version of the merman theory, but I, <laughs> I still think that... <laughs> I still think that Cersei, it's, it's, a, it's a fake pregnancy. Well, hey, she's if it's a lion, and a, still. a lion and a kraken, maybe it would be a merman. Well, that's it. It would be a mercat. Mercat. Oh. Um. <laughs> a permaid. Oh, there we go. We got there in the end. Oh. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, well, so Podcast over. Good <laughs> yeah, pun. Done. Excellent. In, in on a high note. The, um, the, the, the conversation that they have is fascinating, but I love that... Um, there's also that tension there between, you know, Tyrion can't guarantee that Cersei will live, even if God she surrenders. No. no. That's an insane thing to promise. Like, well, he just promised Bronn Highgarden, so well, yeah, maybe well, he's feeling true. cocky exactly. about... How good was that scene, by the way? Actually, no, I, I will do a rare disagreement with you. I, I did not like that scene at all. Really? I didn't like it, because Bronn... Like, what... He went back to Bronn 1.0. What did that Classic scene accomplish? Bron. Like, he shows up, threatens him with a crossbow, and then immediately leaves. Like, it's it's nothing. There's there's no there's no tension. It didn't change the status quo at all. He just sort of showed up, said, Hi, I will kill you unless you give me something. They're like, okay, have a bigger castle then, I guess. He's like, thanks, bye. And then they're done. Like, I mean, I just I, I had built up that moment. I thought there would be. Like a like a showdown between them. Maybe one of the one of the characters would die. Who knows? Maybe Bron would die. Maybe. Um, really, Tyrion I just thought that was going back to classic Bron, which was well, your was, sister's given me an offer. I think she's going to die though, so I need to get a better offer on you that I can hold from you to hold you accountable to. And he got it and went. I'm not fighting in this war. I'm buggering off until it's all over, and then I'll come and claim my prize for who from who's ever's left. Like, I felt yeah. that was classic Bronn. I mean, I mean, it was. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was classic Bronn, but I just felt like it didn't accomplish anything. That scene, 
just does got nothing. Ron out it was of the there. Way. It was there. It was there to say, all right, that's that plot thread. Like, it like was, it, yeah. It felt I, very. It felt in, very perfunctory. Like in it was terms very, of how they set done. him up at yeah. the start to go, ah, look at the poetic irony where you'll use the same crossbow that Tyrion used to kill your father, and exactly. you'll use it to kill. What's his face? Yeah, that, that was one of the rare missteps Jamie. of the episode. I thought I, I, I didn't, I didn't like that scene at all. I just thought that Jerome Flynn's acting and performance. Oh, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's one of my favorites. Superb. Like it's always great to see Bronn, but it's just like that. That didn't. They didn't need that scene. That that the episode would be completely unchanged without that scene. That's true. Um, Although it, there was Tyrion telling Jamie that he hasn't been with a woman for years and really needs to know what Brienne <laughs> yes, is like that's intimately. Right. Creepo. Yeah. <laughs> A little, a little bit about. So speaking about that's Tyrion 1.0. That's right, yes, right that's back right. to the imp, as he says. He's yeah, like, I'm yeah. the imp, and I'm I demand the, to know. The imp, yes. Well, we haven't talked about Brienne and um, finishing up on Danny yeah. though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Danny, so they they uh, they kill Missandei, and it's the mountain. Yeah, and she has a pretty badass final line too. Yeah, Dracarys. Dracarys, um, and just sort of yeah, just a, a, a message to Danny like, don't. Just don't do burn it. them all, just, man. Just do it. Do it. Just They're going to kill me, but just, just yep. go for it. Get go them, for it. Get them as well. I th- that for her, who's always been quite, she's always been quite a restrained, mild, but um, refined, refined and, and proper. Yeah, yeah. just a, 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 a not a not a character from whom you see great emotion because no. it's been trained out of her through being a slave and being language. So she's just very seems very compliant. I don't mean that in a passive way, but just in a. Yes, let's do that. She's powerful. Yes, exactly. She's got Danny's sort of primature, but she's not Danny kind of temperature. Tem- sure. She's very temp- her temperament is very even. Yes, that might be a nicer way. So for her to kind of look right down the barrel of the camera and just say Dracarys, yeah, and Danny to be like, ooh, and what I thought was most tragic about it is that she died in chains. Yes, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like like and, we said before, and she like was the first slave that Danny freed mm. ever. Yep. Because she got Missandei freed and then she freed the Unsullied. Yeah. But Missandei was the first. So that was a huge symbolic moment. Which obviously wasn't lost on Cersei. Because what was Danny yeah. talking about to Tyrion and Varys when they were trying to say, hey, you're making a mistake? She said, I've come to rid the world of tyrants. Yeah. I am here to rid the world of tyrants. If I have to burn every mother loving city <laughs> in Westeros and kill every man, woman, and child to rid the world of tyrants, I will rid the world of tyrants. I mean, technically, at that point, the world would be rid of tyrants. That's right. Yeah. She's keeping her promise. Absolutely. Just be her on a pile of ashes. She damn well did her job. So that I think, and that leads into Tyrion and Averis and their conversations about her. Parlous mental state. And we haven't had a good Tyrion Varys conversation oh. for a long time, and it felt good. It was to like an oasis, wasn't oh, it? It was, was just like, oh, I drink up that. And Varys, they were, Varys was talking treason, essentially. Well, yes, absolutely. He was talking about overthrowing Danny in favour of John. Yeah. Once, uh, once he found out, oh no, John's got a legitimate claim. John's quite, you know, he's a bit dumb. It's probably a bit better. <laughs> well, as, as he can says, you imagine, like, can you imagine John is king? Like, uh, uh, my lord, your grace, we, the budget is in deficit. Uh, we can't afford to... Oh, no. <laughs> what um, are we going to do? Can we get more money? <laughs> I'll just give everyone... Uh, can we just sell everything in the <laughs> Sept of Baylor to pay for the food for... Well, the Sept of Baylor doesn't exist, Your Grace. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, you just see him... It's just, just a series of problems and John going, Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> what we do. The White Walkers were so much easier. <laughs> 
no. <laughs> really trying to work on that accent. It's 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 coming along. It's it'll You'll get, get there. there in about five. We got years. we got two more episodes. That's it's right, fine. two more episodes. Um, but yeah, Tyrion and, and Varys talking, and Tyrion is so <laughs> Varys has kind of made up his mind. Mm. He's gone. Yep, I'm putting the realm first. He definitely he definitely seems to have made up his mind. He's mm. chosen John, which is. But in a way that if if it's when Danny cracks or if and <coughs> when she cracks, he will stand up to her. Doesn't care what happens to him, but he will. Yes, exactly. Move against yeah. her, I guess. Well, not only that. I mean, he's basically chosen John already, hasn't he? There's no caveats. But he's still to with it. her at the end, like at, outside the walls of King's Landing. For now, until until John arrives. John's yeah. not there yet. True. True. So you, you know. might turn up to John and go, "Hello, John. Have you ever thought about being king? <laughs> I think you'd be quite good at it, really." <laughs> You know how your auntie lover is a little bit insane? <laughs> you're not like that, are you? No. You're not insane. No, your parents weren't brother and sister. Mm. I think <laughs> Danny's parents were brother and sister. Were they brother and sister? Checking with the brains trust? Yeah, they uh, were. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, so there you, go. you know. Sure. A little bit of craziness runs his, in the Targaryens. His, yeah, his parents weren't related at all. <laughs> it's always a only plus. a good thing. It is always Can a plus. Can only be a good thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tyrion is still torn because he he's like I believe in our queen I believe, and he's done a lot to uh, sacrificed a lot to support her and I guess he doesn't want to throw that away. And he's torn because he knows John too, and he knows that what Varys is saying is true that John would be a great king because he doesn't want to be a king, and that's they make the best rulers is the people who are, you know that they don't they they are naturally good leaders, but they don't want to be leaders like people who seek power. Mm are often the worst people to have power. The oh, last yeah. person you want anywhere near the levers of power. So, yeah. Sorry, like, I just had a flashback to my two and a half years working in politics. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, just, it was like choppers turned up. Oh, God. Uh, no, it's really hard. Or if you are a good person, you can be corrupted by politics and by yes, the game. exactly. And John, through his sort of... Northern incorruptibility. Yeah, his simple nature. Mm. His <laughs> he's, sweet a sim- he's a simple northern man. He's a simple northern man who cannot tell a lie. <laughs> what is that? I was, cannot tell a lie. I was like, I'm going to Liverpool. Is that going back <laughs> to the Beatles? That's the, yeah, on, on our tour of the British Isles. There was a man, they named John Snow. <laughs> there was nothing that he did know. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I have to write that now, damn it. Um, <laughs> we all live in a place called Winterfell. <laughs> um, good. Well done, Natalie. Um, so <laughs> what else haven't we canvassed? Uh, yeah. How do you think Varys and Tyr- like? So Danny ended that episode by storming off in a half. Do you I, think I she's think, going I think to immediately she get is on going a dragon to jump on a dragon and try like, to... Like right then? Well, or is going to wait? Because they had told her, like, wait for John, wait for John. Yeah, I mean, it would, be a, weeks it would be a bit of a suicide run because, as we said, like, the, the city walls now are lined with ballistas. Um, so there's no good way that she can, uh, you know, take Drogon over mm. there. But they, they would need to do it, you know, at least, at least have a battle to sort of distract the defences and then the, the dragon could sort of get over and start firing. Uh, whether she does that straight away or whether she waits for John, like she seemed pretty ready to jump on Drogon, so maybe she's not thinking straight. But you know, something's going to kick off next next episode. So you think she will go full supervillain? I well, I mean, like she uh, had promised again and again and again that you know she'd listen to her advisors not to you know just go in with the dragons and burn King's Landing to the ground because so many people would die. 
you know, so many innocent people would die. And I don't think she's thinking about that anymore. I think she's finally gone, you know what? Let's just burn this city down. Yeah. Uh, let's just finally, you know, do what I want to do, which is just conquer. And what uh, is Cersei's end game? Like, she obviously now is very Cersei, confident that she can bring down the dragon. And once she does that, Danny is gone. Basically. That's right, yeah. So she has multiple... So she's got the ballistas to take care of the dragon. She has the... Um, the populace, which she's brought into the Red Keep to protect them. Yes, um, very but also, clever. You know, very clever. Just to act as human shields. Remember we always used to talk about how Cersei makes a lot of dumb decisions? But and see, all of her plans come back to bite her on the ass. This yeah. plan seems a little bit more foolproof. Well, yes and no, because, I mean, like, Danny still has a dragon. So if Danny wants to, like, Danny can, if she is smart about it, burn the city to the ground. So there's a chance that Cersei will die, but I don't think she cares. Like, I don't think Cersei... Like, like, we've said it before. Cersei is way more dangerous than the Night King because Cersei doesn't have an end goal. All she <laughs> wants to do is kill everyone who's ever wronged her and, you know, take out as many of them a as she can before she goes. Like, it's that's... Just so there's weird. no end like, game for Cersei. Like, this is the thing. She's terrifying as a character. There's no... There's no final plan for Cersei. She's just... Yep, bring it on. Like let's let's do this. I'm going to but kill is, you. As is Danny going into that mode as well? I think Danny's going into that mode as well. So, so we're it's have mutually two assured destruction at this point. Two psycho bitches. Yes. Just bang. <laughs> about to collide in the second last episode. All right. Well, is there anything we haven't talked about yet? Anything from the audience? Jamie and Brienne. What did you think? It was fantastic. Yeah. It was so nice. It and then so he nice. completely ruined it at the end. No, he didn't ruin it. Well, yes. He didn't ruin it. I mean, he kind he of left her. It. He left her in tears in the snow. That's he, not a great ending. No, it's not a... It's not a... <laughs> it's, it's not a rom-com, Stu, okay? We're not going to have a Bridget Jones-style as, as much As much as we've Kissing often in the snow, which is the end of that movie, we're going to have a running away in the snow. Sure, exactly. But it was so funny how he came... It was like... You remember that episode of The Simpsons where I think it's Jimbo is trying to crack on to like... Uh, Bart's babysitter and he's like oh it's hot in here my shirt is really tight <laughs> and then he goes well you'll never believe it my pants are really tight it was like Jamie walks in going oh it's so hot in this room <sighs> yeah. why is it so hot in here I've got to take all my clothes off <laughs> can and you then, help me I've only got one hand and then she so so she was because that was at the end of that that never ever game where Tyrion just goes ah you're a virgin and so awkward yes so awkward for her but very Tyrion and like people have, people have said that that was like out of left field or something that's very Tyrion no that's to, him just being is to that make it awkward insightful like oh yeah and I don't think he was doing it to be super insulting I think it was just more awkward because of mm. the sexual tension between Jamie and Brienne that's yeah. been existing for a while now that's right and Jamie's kind of like do you not want to like <laughs> I might be able to score here. Do you want to just keep it on the DL? And, and he's like, no, 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 you are, you are. And Pod's like, I love that he said, you're a virgin, and Pod drank. Yeah. <laughs> it, which was kind of all, like, oh, this is awkward, but also I'm not a virgin, I'm drinking. Um, and, and so Brienne's like, oh, I need to go now. And then Tormund shows up. Yes. <laughs> Hi, lady. Hello. <laughs> Making and his final drunken play. That's right. And so she's good. like, yeah, okay, thanks, bye. And then Jamie just immediately gets up and follows her. And then Tyrion just tops up <laughs> Tops up Tormund's drink. And he's like, yeah, you busted out, Sorry, buddy. bud. Sorry, bud. And then he's... What I love about that is that Tormund is devastated for about 10 seconds <laughs> until another girl hits on him and he's like, right back in the saddle. Here we go. <laughs> he 
was so Tolman's back, baby. But if she had said yes, I feel like he would have been very devoted to her. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, he wasn't. And, and Jamie mentions him when he goes up to the room. He's like, oh, has Tolman Giant's Bane grown on you? <laughs> and she just gives him this withering look. And he's like, you sound jealous. And he's like, yes, I suppose I do. <laughs> Let's snog. Yes. Um, and they but do. Look, can and I just great. say, well done, Jamie, for... He was essentially a virgin too. He'd never slept with anyone he wasn't related to. <laughs> so he, That's a very you good know, point. that was a new experience for him. <laughs> he he didn't run back to her. Okay, so this is apparently a lot of people. I saw a lot of tweets that were like, "Oh, men are trash. They they totally have sex with you and then freaking leave and go back to you know some other chick. Oh, men are trash." I'm like, no, but he had it. He was really happy and he was telling Tyrion, "No, I'm going to stay here with Brienne and protect yeah. Sansa. It's going to be great." And then. Sansa tells him, oh, yeah, your sister just killed one of Danny's dragons and stole Missandei and it's all going to, you know, kick off. That's it. And he was like, oh. He had gone north to redeem himself, to fight yeah. for the living, and he kind of had a moment of feeling like he'd done that. And then he realised that and he Cersei's realized, still in King's Landing. Uh, and I'm a huge part of why she is the way she is. That's it. I can't just stay up here doing nothing. That's I it. And, and, and so he, he says to Brienne... That you know, uh, she's what, what did he say? Like she's um, you're good, she, you're she's good. hateful and and so and am I'm, I. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, an interesting because when he controversial scene alert, but when he totally you know boned her on top of Jeffrey's or no, sorry next to Joffrey's funeral pyre yes. in the Great Sept of Baelor, and he was like, I can't stand this anymore. Our son just died. Quickly, we must have sex. Mm. That's kind of in that consensual grey area, but okay. Um, and he said to her, why, must, why did the gods make me love a hateful woman? Yes. So he's kind of identifying himself with her and going, if I want to change, I have to kill that source of that. I couldn't just get away from her. I actually have to put an end to it. Yeah, her. exactly. Like, like my Which reading made me of it, killing his baby. Well, exactly, and he knows that. But, yeah. but he's like, if the like, baby exists. If the baby exists. Mm. But, yeah, my, my reading of it was that he was, he was saying that to Brienne to say, this is why I'm leaving, but... What he's doing is he's he feels responsible for Cersei and he needs to yeah. go and deal with that problem that he, yeah. that he sees as his responsibility. And I thought I just thought her plea was like, no, you're a good man, you're a good man. Yeah. And he just goes, but I pushed a kid out of it. All of the sins of my past yeah, can't, haven't been erased yet. Yeah, he has the, he has this moment of happiness and then he's like, well, do I deserve that? And as far as he's concerned, he doesn't. And so he goes to finally. Mm -hmm once and for all, clean up his mess. Mm. But Brienne so, was so good. She was just she like, was no, stay with me. Yeah. You're a good man, Jamie <laughs> Lannister. So that was really sad. Did anyone else find that sad? Yeah. Where else though? Anything else from the audience? I feel like we've been a bit quiet tonight. With a, oh. I, don't, I don't feel like I've made the audience laugh as much as I should have. There's been no booze tonight. Yeah, I haven't been booed. Yeah, and yeah. Dan turned up and everything. <laughs> and he's just sitting there looking at me. That's right. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> so I did have uh, Yeah, I, I did hmm. I did have the thought that we are gonna have to do that. But I think we should do it in a minor key, the yes. intro song. Can, can we improvise that? We'll improvise that. Okay, Absolutely, yeah, let's yeah. go. Living at home with Grey Worm and Miss Gracaris. <laughs> Oh. Living at home with Grey Worm and Miss The end! The end! 
What, a, uh, what an incredible downer ending to that, to that <laughs> little, the little uh, sub-thread. I know. Well, we'll have to go back to uh, Cersei and Kyber and try to make this work. Yes. <laughs> I was Got one for us? Yes, it's Adam. Did, um, you notice, like, after the drinking game was pod? Yes. He did. Yes, he did. Yeah, so this was that pod. Pod Pain. Pod got cracked onto, <laughs> and just the the legend grows. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I was, re- I, do you know, I was reading an article. I can't remember where, but with Daniel Portman, who plays Pod. Yeah. And it was talking about how he was never meant to be that big of a character. No, sure. But yeah. something about that scene where he became mystery sex god. Yes, exactly. Everyone went nuts for he, it, and they went, "Oh, we have to keep him in the show." As an actor, he absolutely struck the jackpot because yeah. he was he can't, when you see him in, when he first gets to the, to the show, he's this bumbling fool of a yeah. character and then he just becomes this super badass warrior. <laughs> All the ladies love him. He like just everything. He's like he's like secret he badass. He got the song Jenny of yeah, Old yeah, he gets to, to sing. sing. He's yeah. an amazing singer. And he Amazing. just he sails right on through. Just <laughs> it's Pod's time. He's the wedge Antilles. And this. I don't even think he had any lines. <laughs> what, what, who's a wedge? He's the wedge Antilles. That's a Star Wars reference. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Who's who's? <laughs> who's I'm, I'm mixing our science fiction and our fantasy. Who's who's wedge? Uh, wedge is wedge is an X-wing pilot who goes through the original series, the original trilogy, um, and survives the whole thing. And he becomes oh, like quite. The he's, a, he's a fan favorite character. He's sort of a background character, but he's oh, often is he? yeah. Yeah. Wedge. Wedge Antilles. They love that. Is, is that are you they wa- love their names. They love it. They? I was about yeah. to say, that is far from the, the weirdest name in Star Wars. Yeah, I love that one, the guy, the new guy, who's Poe Dameron. Mm. What even is that? I... Poe Dameron. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what was it? I found a cool name. No, it's gone. Edit that out, Natalie. Edit that out. <laughs> I'm sure I found a really, really good name somewhere that somebody had, and I was like, but now I can't think of it, and it's just irrelevant, so I'll just edit this out. Stop looking at me. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> any other audience things that we've forgotten? Any other audience? Oh, Katie, up. Katie, Katie, up Katie, Katie. I have a theory. Katie has a theory. Um, now, just keep in mind that none of my Right, okay. Is Arya going to kill Cersei in the same manner that Talisa was killed at the Red Wedding? Well, there is that theory long-standing that the bad guys have died in the same way that they killed people. So, Bruce Bolton stabbed Rob Stark um, through the gut. Yeah, and then he got stabbed stabbed by by Ramsay. And um, Walder Frey had Catelyn Stark's throat cut and And he died of a cut throat. throat. So, there's a potential that maybe Arya just gets up there and... Yeah, how do That's you it, choose? That's it, like p- pick your method, exactly. Yeah. Like she's killed so many people. But but we know that the Hound and Arya are both on their way to King's yes, Landing for their various unfinished businesses. So and it makes me wonder, has has Sansa, Arya and Bran, after Bran telling them about Jon, have they concocted their own plan? Maybe. And that's why Sansa's staying where she is. Arya's going down to King's Landing. They, they seem to be moving, because that, that came immediately after that scene in the Godswood. Suddenly, Arya's on a horse on yeah. her way south. You don't see so her saying goodbye to anyone. Yeah. You don't see a. She's she's the wedge Antilles of she, the. She has. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> does, it, does it work? Does it still work? Sure. Why okay. not? Let's go with it. 
She's e- the... Every character, this is going to be a thing now, every character is the Wedge Antilles of Westeros. <laughs> um, Ch- Chucky died. Oh, no. Ch- Wookie. Chewbacca. 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 <laughs> Chucky. <laughs> Sorry, that just was a stupid thing to say. <laughs> Good old Chucky died. <laughs> um Peter Mayhew, who plays yes. Chewbacca, yes. And I saw a clip online. I don't know if you posted it, but I saw a clip online of they actually had him saying his lines when they first filmed Star Wars. Yeah, and they, they like had. He didn't they stand there going, he, Yeah, they would say the lines. He would yeah. say, uh, I think you'll find, Han, we need to <laughs> regulate the temperature of the. Da, 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 da. Yes. And they go, You're right, Chucky. <laughs> Chucky. <laughs> Chewy. I got Chewy and Wookie. Can you understand where <laughs> I, this I came see what, from? I see what's happened. See, the thing about Chewie is that he's the witch at Tilly's. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm very tired. Um, <laughs> any other comments from the audience? Like oh. on the ocean Kings, yes. No, it is. It is. Mm. It's the, yeah, so what they've done is they've gone around the back. It's maybe low tide. It's maybe the side... But it's because it, when they fought the Battle of Blackwater um, Rush in season six, when Danny came in with Drogon. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, seven, sorry. <laughs> it was season seven. And she came over and that was outside the city. So I think it's on that side. But why they would walk someone around, Someone also pointed out... Well, because someone said that that was the Mudgate, which means that... Oh, maybe it was the Mudgate. But, but if it was and there's no water there and someone... And the other theory that's going around is that because... Westeros is now in the middle of winter and winters oh. are so crazy on Westeros, there might have actually been some weird, like, glaciation happened where, like, the sea levels have gone down, which feels like giving the show a bit of a pass for just suddenly using a, a random set. It's just very strange. I mean, like, it makes sense that it's a walled city. It's a Yes, key. exactly. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've never seen that angle of King's Landing before. No. It was to the point where I wasn't quite sure where they were supposed to be to start with. And I'm Just by process of elimination, I'm like, well, they must be in King's Landing. Mm. Um, Cersei doesn't... Get no. out of bed for no. less than ten thousand right, dollars a day. Exactly. She's not going to go to some random some random fort. fort. But um, yeah, so so that that's King's Landing, just a set they haven't used before. I don't know. I'm not sure why that was. Yeah. Anything else? What did we miss? Did I say anything? Yes, Lauren. Lauren. I guess Edmure like Tully, Robin Aaron. So yeah. Edmure Tully, technically, this is what I thought as as John walks down walks down. John's just casually walking down from Winterfell. He's having a bit of a ramble. Um, as he goes down to uh, King's Landing, I thought that he would go via River Run and maybe via the Vale or something, but at least gather up. I get, mean, most of some, the knights in the Vale yeah. got killed at the Battle of Winterfell, but the knights of River Run wouldn't have. And one assumes that given that Arya wiped out the phrase, that Ed Mule must have taken control back of River Run. But yeah, I mean, we would just assume that that's happened off screen. Having said so that, Cersei promised Bronn River Run. That's true. So so maybe no one's there. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that she just decided, like, she would just take Edmure off. Yes. Uh, Edmure so that's it for this, I think that's, this It episode. feels like an odd... I feel like... W- it was. It was a very strange episode because this was the one where I felt... I felt the short, the short series. This was the one that probably should have been two episodes... It feels like it feels like at least two episodes, maybe two and a half or three, just all smushed together. Mm. Because we've had the big battle, this is the bridge, and now we're going to another big battle. There's going to be some sort of showdown next next episode. So, you know, 
this was the episode where I felt that short length. And again, like I was saying, I don't know why they couldn't have like one or two extra episodes. I, I what else I... does HBO have on the boil that they that they're like, well, actually, we've got to save some money for this. You yeah, know? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I sort of feel like it is rocketing to a conclusion, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm not okay with that. Obviously, I'm going to have a severe psychological withdrawal from it when it ends and <laughs> become irrelevant for all time. That's going to impact me severely. But the way it's pacing at the moment, it kind of is making a weird sense to me. I don't... Well, it definitely, don't... it's it's moving with intention. Yes. <laughs> like, it, it has a clear goal that it needs to reach. But I worry that we're losing a lot of very cool moments and, and a lot of uh, world building by not having that extra space to do this stuff. Like, like even one more episode, I think, just to have the aftermath mm. and then the build-up to, to what would have been this episode. Yeah, they jammed those both yeah, in. It really did flip. Like, as I said, it was like it was like two episodes. There was all this sort of hearty, hearty business. Yeah. And then just into madness and psychodrama. That's it. And, and, and weirdly, we didn't get a lot of Cersei and, and Kyburn and, and Euron in this episode for no. all the, 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 that they were there at the end for the climactic scene. But... You know, we haven't actually checked in with them for an episode and a half at least. Mm. So, you know, getting to spend some time with them and seeing where they're at, you know, and being able to do an episode of Cersei and Guybone trying to make this work would have really been, not even been good. Material. You know, yeah, exactly. So, all there you know. was is when she said, Yes, I'm pregnant, you're on, and he looks at Kyburn for confirmation, and Kyburn just nods. <laughs> I've checked. <laughs> Thoroughly. <laughs> but which hand did you use, Kyburn? Was it with a dead... <laughs> hey! We got a boo. Finally got a boo as we wrap up the podcast. I think that's why I felt a bit like maybe this podcast I wasn't doing very well because I wasn't there getting There was no boos. boos. But it's I, sort but of I, an indicator of success to me that is. I'm being booed. <laughs> And having, having earned our boo of the night. Yes, let us wrap up. So we will be back next week. Uh, we have... Um, what else is happening this week? I'm just trying to think. Oh, I've got a show coming on. If, you listen, if you're you listening do. this far um, and you like pop culture, come and see Titanic, the movie, the play, at the Queensland Maritime Museum starting Sunday... Sorry, starting Saturday the 11th of May and running through to Sunday the 26th of May. It's Saturdays and Sundays only. Mm. We take the movie Titanic and we've turned it into a comedy play. And it's very, <laughs> very funny. And um, I can assure you it's hilarious. Yes. Um, I've seen it. I can say it's very, can, very good. Yes, yes. yes. So we, it's a remount or a refloat. Yeah, as a refloat. As, a, yes. as it would ha happen. Um, but it's a good show. Please come along and help me eat by buying a ticket. <laughs> Hooray! And um, I think I can say that I'm back on Thrones 360 next Monday yes. night. Awesome. Yes. I think they told me I can say that. <laughs> I hope they can. If, if you not, don't... just edit it out. <laughs> yes, they, yes, they are. How, what did I do? Am I being too much of a TV asshole? You, you, As, you yeah. were a TV asshole. Am yeah. I a TV asshole? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, George Gregan was in the dress in the green room, and I was like, "Shut up, George. What do you know?" Mm. <laughs> I mostly stayed very quiet, going, "I know he's a rugby legend, so I'm just not going to show my ignorance by talking." <laughs> um, but no, it was fun. It was good, and I don't. I have no idea who the other guests are back. Um, but they got you back, so... Week. They've got me back. You've done something, right? I don't know what I am doing, but apparently it's working. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably cut this out of the podcast so it might sound like too much of a TV asshole. Uh, but no, it's cool. They do my hair and my makeup and I feel pretty for like a whole day. <laughs> and then I see myself on TV and go, no. <laughs> no. You, You're no. far too hard on yourself. No, I'm, I'm not, though. That, I, think, <laughs> I think that's the opposite problem. I'm just letting myself go. <laughs> Off the hook. Um, no, but it, it, is, it is really good fun. I'm a bit... 
Uh, I'm really quite flummoxed that they keep getting me back. Like, I'm well, like... You're, you're the expert. This is the thing. You, you were posting on Facebook saying, oh, I'm here with, like, George Gregan and Merrick Watson and me, I guess. And I'm like, you're the most qualified to be on that <laughs> panel. Like, <laughs> you've done more than either of those two guys to justify talking about Game of Thrones on television. I mean, yeah, but I didn't score a try against the All Blacks in the Bledisloe Cup in 94. Sure. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yes, no, it is, it's, it's very, very flattering, so I'm quite, um, I'm quite humbled by it all, which is hard for me because I, <laughs> I sound like an asshole when I try to say it because I make everything a joke, so when I actually mean something sincerely, people just think it I'm just being a dick. It comes off as yeah, sarcastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, Stu, you're, you're one of my best friends. <laughs> Thank you? Yeah, no, it, it, you know, if you weren't doing this podcast with me, you know, it wouldn't exist. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm such a bitch. Um, I'm such a bitch, just you. Uh, so I think we've t- uh, I think we've talked about everything. Um, oh yeah, Gilly's pregnant. Cool. Um, <laughs> there, there was there was kind of that was very much like it was like oh and also Gilly's pregnant. Great. How, person, how is you. everyone able to tell people's people's pregnancies by just hugging them? Well, I think I think she had a, a, a bump. I think there was there was a bump there. Oh, there was a bu- there was more <laughs> the, of a bump. Well, because John John bump. sort of went in for a hug and he's like, oh, hang on, there's something happening there. I mean, that's a bit rude. Though, Which is always it? a dangerous yeah. like ploy on on a. <laughs> if he had gone, oh my god, and she went, no, John, I'm just fat. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> As we close out, Stu. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'd like to thank all of my Patreons, which I never do on the podcast. I always forget. And I am existing in this world and putting food in my mouth because of my Patreons at the moment. So I am my Patreons, my patrons on Patreon. So if you are supporting me, thank you so much. I don't have the list of everyone here, but you know who you are because you pay me money. And I hope I'm delivering some value for that money at the moment. (laughs) But thank you for bearing with me. I really, it's um, always so encouraging to see people wishing me good fortune in the wars totally. to come so um slightly sentimental moment that i will now ruin with some sarcasm <laughs> yeah i don't care whatever sponsor me i don't mind like yeah you do you, whatever i don't care i'm fine i don't need your support I don't, I don't care it's fine i'm an independent person i don't need support and love and <laughs> grown-up person I don't, i'm a loner i'm wild on my own i don't need i'm don't i rebel against authority um, <laughs> I, I throw litter out the car door. I don't even care. Don't need your help. Go away. <laughs> yeah, why are you sponsoring me, jerks? You're the fool. It's not like this I is, need this the is money. A, this is a novel uh, fundraising drive from you. I don't... A novel? Like I'm writing a novel. I'm just no. writing a whole novel <laughs> that's just abusing the people reading it. Why are you reading this book? I wrote this book, but it's stupid. You paid for it. You're an idiot. <laughs> just because I can't do anything seriously. That's why. It's a problem I have. I can't be sincere. I would like to thank our live audience here at the Powerhouse for coming along. <laughs> and listening to our take on Game of Thrones. And please feel free to comment, like, share your thoughts as well on the podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne. Mm-hmm. Stu is at Disco Stu on Twitter. I'm at Girl Clumsy. Feel free to abuse us and heckle us. <laughs> we love it. 
and send us, us your hate. And we will see you next week for episode five, the penultimate Game of Thrones yes, episode. Second last ever. Ever. And until that day, we always like to say, Vala Mogulis! Dracarys. Whoa!